3: Hey everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast. As always, I'm your host, Eric Burtzloff. Better known on Twitter as at DynastyTrades. Joined by my two
4: co-hosts. Both of them are here today, Nathan Dan. What's up, guys? Hello. Good evening. We are here. I stole it from Nathan. I know how much he loves to go second in the introduction. So I figured I'd just go quick. Uh, they're on that East Coast delay, which is just stupid. That's the worst time zone. It is a bad time zone, I'll give you that. Speaking
1: of going quick, uh, we were all talking about um, (laughs) uh, having kids uh, before the podcast. I just want to let you guys know. I go to sleep and the
2: Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from 4.99, logo styles from 16.99 and jeans from 19.99. Shop in store today at Gap Factory or at gapfactory.com. com.
1: get up whenever I want pretty much so it's pretty good to not have kids.
4: Yeah, it's cool to not be fulfilled in your life, Nathan. That's great. That <laughs> sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, my my day starts and ends uh Based on when everyone goes to sleep. So Yeah, I can
3: actually hear a wailing kid in the far distance in the back of the house. So that's great. Hopefully the mic isn't. <laughs> uh, okay, we are joined by one of our favorite guests. Um, no offense to other guests, but uh, Scott Fish Rules. It is Scott Fish uh, of the Scott Fish Bowl, Fanball, Fantasy Cares, Twitter, at Scott Fish 24. All of these things, Scott Fish, the Bull Rush podcast. Uh, what don't you do, Scott?
5: Lots of things, lots of things. Can I ask you a question? That that open uh, was that true? As always, have you done every episode, Eric?
3: I've missed <laughs> two. I think is what it is. You missed, more than,
5: the last right. last
0: missed more than that. I've missed
3: more than that. Well, thanks gonna, for having me. You're gonna make me change. Did you just fact check the intro? <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, gotta be uh, held accountable you gotta little, be held accountable. a little bit of fun there i feel like i heard one that you weren't on once so I, I just wanted to double check
3: it was probably better to be honest with you it was probably better
4: <laughs> <I don't laughs> it was probably that. nathan hosting on his phone <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh god those oh. Are the, uh, don't bring those days back lord don't bring them back <laughs> uh, scott you guys i just want to give you a quick shout out because i've been seeing and maybe the listeners have too been seeing the car- literal carts full of gifts that you guys are giving to kids for fantasy cares. How much money did you guys raise?
5: Uh, we raised over 15,000 total, a thousand plus outrageous. went to Houston and then 14,000 went to toys for tots in different cities uh, here in Burnsville, Minnesota. I, I live in Egan, Minnesota, but I shopped in Burnsville. Uh, we bought oh, $7,300 and it was about 18 full carts worth.
3: That is outrageous. How many, I mean, do you have any idea how roughly
5: how many toys that is? not even not even a remote clue i i should count that that'd be an interesting thing to look up
3: i mean that that is legitimately one of the better things this fantasy community does headed it by really you, and Je- you and jeff miller i believe right is it did i did i snuff anybody there
5: no actually it's just me um oh it's, okay it's well then here yes. for three years so i'm giving
3: I, undue credit to jeff Miller, so which I,
5: I jeff miller was, did uh the year before I started, he ran a Toys for Todd's Drive on DLF, and I kind of uh, you know, took that over and incorporated it into what I was doing with Fantasy Cares. The year before Fantasy Cares, I, did, I helped with some GoFundMes for some people in the fantasy industry. and um, No, but yeah, it's it's been pretty awesome. And I, I do send money down to Vegas every year for Jeff to uh, spend down there.
3: Yeah, spend, air quotes. Yes, of course. Uh, all right, uh, If I guess before we get on the show, why don't we uh, – Scott do you want you guys are you guys are collecting money now for next year right um, Christmas hasn't even happened you're already raising money for next year do you want to just give a quick yeah. rundown of what the <laughs> listeners can do uh, there's gonna be I'm assuming countless opportunities for them to play in leagues for fantasy oh, yeah. cares and uh, down the road but what can they do if they want to donate today?
5: uh well right now there's there's kind of a mailing list and there's soon to be a donate little button on the site I'm, i can't remember if i got that up or not yet but we have had 130 dollars worth of donations so far for next year but uh yeah go to the site and if that donate button is not on there uh just sign on the mailing list but uh it should be up there soon if it's not and yet. what's what's the site scan fantasycares.net wow i blew <laughs> over that
3: Looking out for you, brother. All right. Thanks, uh, yeah. And, and we'll, we'll definitely bring some stuff up and we have in the past. I think you, if our Scott fishbowl was given away, if, if you donated to fantasy cares. So uh, there is a number of things that this show doesn't participate in that we're huge on that. So enough sappiness. Why don't we get into the yeah. show? I want to let everybody know you can get a listeners only 30% discount. Uh, it's Rotoviz NFL pass through the NFL podcast homepage. That's rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content and it helps support the pod. So remember to contact us via, email if you want to do that that's rotovizradio at gmail.com or you can reach out on twitter slide into those dms at rotovizradio uh all right boys it's playoff week i heard a very salty nathan pre-show because he lost all of his games Uh, did anyone do well this week
4: oh you know i did um well aside from the the league where i took scott's like crazy insane stretch of seven straight (laughs) championships my team put up a goose egg just like scott's team did last year uh, so in that league, I have zero hope of doing anything. Um, I, I'm out of that one. But I did happen to beat Nathan just by a few points in one of his playoff uh, playoff games. Nathan, you, do you want to let people know how that one went?
1: <laughs> I feel like you just told everybody how that one went. <laughs> it went on well. I uh, lost all my playoff games, and you guys just beat <laughs> And Dan was, was another one. Dan actually didn't know going into the weekend he was going to end up playing me. And then there was like a rule malfunction. And so he ended up playing me and then destroying me. So that was
5: fun. Uh, Close
1: game. God. It was close. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that was 20 fun 20. With, when hosts or co-hosts play each other. It, it adds a little something to it.
3: 100%. I, I'm actually sad I'm not playing any of you guys yet. Hopefully, I think Dan, I'm out in all the ones I play with Nathan. But Dan, I, I'm still hopeful that maybe we could play in the Meat League. If you, Actually, you're not yeah. going to make the playoffs.
4: What? what? I I'm, I on top score this week, Broseph. We're well, we'll see. I'm going to, I'm going to be
3: uh, taking over first this week after I put up a nice 30 points.
4: You're still behind me. We should talk. Oh, some that's not story.
3: true. I'm actually ahead of you. I'm in second place. Mofo. Nah. Suck it, man. All right. Uh, Scott, um, any successes? Uh, I think we all did. Everybody get eliminated real quickly from the Scott fishbowl. I know uh, I did. I'm still I barely
4: alive.
5: I, I got kicked out last week. All right, Nathan. I'm things. Sure. It's rigged against me, man.
3: Yeah, well, it's good to—I mean, you got to—you got to at least throw some like shade around it, like so people aren't like, "Hey, Scott won his own 720-person tournament."
5: Exactly.
3: Yeah, you can't I, have that.
5: I, I'm um. doing all right in mine. I—I got—I had two buys, and I got three teams out of my seven still alive. Nice. Yeah, the, I, I might if you go 50%. A it's good. I would have a fourth, depending on how tonight goes. I just need, I just need Mister Kenyon Drake to outscore Dion Lewis by eight points, and I'm good. All right. I,
3: I have no idea how that's going for you right now. Uh, um, <laughs> we, we try not to give live Monday night football updates. Likewise, uh, happening Because it's really sense. boring to listen to Tuesday morning after you already know how it goes. So, um, uh, Okay, let's kick, Let's pivot to the Twitter poll, put the strain back on the tracks. Um, and this week's Twitter poll brought to you by Nathan is Josh Gordon or Jarvis Landry. I'll kick to Nathan first since he made it. Um, which side do you want and how do you think it's going to go on Twitter?
1: Well, it's interesting because a couple weeks ago, before Gordon had stepped on the field, we put the poll up of Josh Gordon or Martavis Bryant. Yes. I think that one was... um, Like 50-50. I think it was still in favor, though, of of Gordon, if I recall correctly. But it was still kind of close. And then this one, uh, Josh Gordon versus Jarvis Landry. I talked about last week how I think that Landry's landing spot in agency and the money he gets in agency will have a big impact on what I think of him as a dynasty asset. And obviously, Gordon's team future is a bit unclear as well because he's a restricted free agent. Um, but you know, uh, the Jarvis Landry hater and the ever optimist with Gordon—I've uh, been burned 18 million times by him. But I think I'd roll Gordon here.
4: Jesus.
3: <laughs> all right, and then all right, Dan. Oh, you know what? No, no, Dan, you always go second. Here is Scott. Scott, go. <laughs>
5: I'm. I, I actually agree with Nathan. I I don't know why I've never loved Jarvis Landry, even though he's just a PPR machine. And like Nathan said, the, the spot really, really matters for him. Uh, but I'm. I'm just. I'm a Josh Gordon guy too. I can't. I can't help it. And I feel like what he's done already has justified that. People were offering me more than a first round pick for him uh, before he even came back, like the week or two before, and I couldn't do it. I can't do it. I I'd rather have Gordon long-term and he's an RFA. You don't know that he might not, he might find another spot or that Cleveland team with all the picks and that core around him, They might seriously improve as well. I don't know. I I just, I like the optimism of Gordon.
3: Yeah. This is going to flip flop from everything I stand for here. And I, I have Landry in so many places and I am so against Josh Gordon but i'm i guess i'm just blinded by the story i read in gq where he sounded legitimate he sounded remorseful sounded like he got his life together and then he's looked just studly on the field i mean if kaiser doesn't out, like overthrow him like nine times he's got ungodly stats and touchdowns so um i will take gordon on this side of things i'll take gordon so what is that three gordons and a landry is that what we have here <sighs>
4: This is this is like all of the conversations I had preseason with people that had Mike Evans as the wide receiver one in Dynasty. It's it's <laughs> it's all it's all upside. I, I'm I love Josh Gordon. I I honestly do. I hope the best. And I hope this is him and he's back for the legitimate future, and we see him thrive. But you cannot pass up the Jarvis Landry points. And I might be too much of a floor guy rather than chasing that ceiling, but. I mean, the guy is, you can lock him in for wide receiver two numbers no matter what. People think he's bad for some reason because he's used weird. Yeah, he's Twitter-hated, that's true. He's, he's a very good wide receiver. He catches everything. So, I mean, and I again, I love Josh Gordon, but you cannot give away these points when Josh Gordon is still just an upside play at this point. I love him. He's got all the talent in the world, but you've got to take the points.
3: Okay, guys who didn't cheat and look at the poll. Any ideas what the poll is going to look like here?
1: I already saw the poll.
4: All
5: right, Uh, Nathan's now admitting. I saw the poll uh, a while ago. I don't know if it's flipped, though.
4: I haven't looked at my phone in like 45 minutes aside from Voxer, so I'm going to say 53-47 for Gordon. All right, well we'll, re- well, we'll revisit this
3: later in the show. This is, a, this is what we call in the industry a teaser, um, but I've looked at it. Actually, I'm looking at it right now, so I'm not going to cheat. Um, all right, week 14. Um, let's just get right into it since I feel like we're already running a little bit long with that intro. Um, Carson Wentz took a hit. I screamed at the television, said it seemed really dumb, but he seemed all right. And then apparently four plays later, he tore his ACL and is out <laughs> for the year. Um, I mean, does it get more brutal than that if you're going into your like if you have a bye and, and Carson Wentz took you there?
5: Oh, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Uh, luckily, you can still grab Nick Foles, who has. I mean, the next three games are really, really nice for him. If and, and I'm guessing you probably have other streamer options, but it is quite a blow. I mean, he led the league in touchdowns, <laughs> led the league in red zone touchdowns. He was he was yeah an MVP candidate. It's, did, did you, it I mean, does suck.
3: You're saying Nick Foles is the answer for filling in your slot there?
5: <laughs> I, come on, you don't want a little Nick Foles in your slot.
4: It's no. favorable. <laughs> Scott's Scott's not wrong. That those last no, those that last
5: schedule last. is really favorable and yeah. he gets the Raiders again, who he threw seven touchdowns against.
3: I mean, I'm not sure Mrs. Foles wants him in the slot.
5: Jesus. Oh boy. <laughs> wow. Uh, well <laughs> Come at me, Nick.
4: I, I, I think I have to take a little bit of of um. Maybe some credit for this injury, unfortunately, because the like it seemed like right Wait, when I flipped, right when I flipped and started to say, you know what, I was very, very wrong about Carson Wentz, and this dude is—I mean, he's the real deal. All of a sudden, bang, hurt. So I, I think maybe <laughs> that think has maybe, to be I, it, man. It has to. I just now that I think about it, Illuminati. He's not the real hurt. deal. It's, he could get me. injured. It's yeah, that's right. He's not the real deal because he got he got hurt. Um, yeah, <laughs> but. But uh, overall, big picture, this this doesn't do a thing to his dynasty value. I mean, he's still a high-end QB1. Um, I'm not ready to put him in the, the QB1 uh, spot yet, but he's right there. And, I mean, we'll see him back in a year or so. Hopefully he progresses strong. Like they the ACLs have seemingly been going faster and faster and faster as time has gone on. So sure. hopefully he's back and ready for the full season in 2018. Um, because it has really been fun to watch him progress and just make unbelievable play after unbelievable play every single week I mean what suck the, the
3: suckiest part of this and I'll kick to Nathan right after this is that I feel like that play was completely avoidable that was just a play that he didn't even need to really p- pursue Um, could have pulled up would have been fine and uh, and he, he just went hard to the end zone which granted you can't pull him out of there but i mean that's where i like look at it and all my teams with wins so i'm like god why wouldn't you just like throw that one away or something um or slide after four yards uh but yeah that's he's a I gamer
4: he doesn't play doesn't play like i know that. i know I'm and sure i mean i guess, I guess it it's looks.
3: just a double-edged sword but i mean hopefully when he comes back he at least learns that like it's just not worth it from that um but that's it's probably an unfair assessment but yeah it's it's brutal uh but i i agree if this is imp- if, if somebody's low on wins after this uh maybe get the get the offers out there when your trade deadlines over if it's not over get them get, go visit to see whether or not uh he needs a somebody to fill in for him
5: yeah play the angle that he probably won't be ready for the start of next season too you could probably yes, play yes, that angle you- and
3: we can all be scumbags. We'll say, duh, dude. I mean, I've I read this. Re- I actually have a buddy of mine. The writer in Philly. He said he's not going to be ready to
5: week." And make eight. sure you have two paragraphs in that comment. Section. <laughs> remember, dude,
3: remember Andrew Luck, man? They said he was going to be
4: ready for the season
3: and he wasn't ready
4: at
0: all, man.
4: That's the angle. That's it. We got to use Andrew Luck <laughs> okay. to your advantage
3: there. All right, let's let, we've all been talking too long. Nathan, continue.
1: I don't think the angle here is to really buy low on, on Carson Wentz. I don't think that people after the seasons he's had, is like, Oh, well, now it's time to get out from under him. I think that the, <laughs> yeah. the move, the move now is if your trade deadline hasn't passed and you have extra starting quarterbacks now, or even if you're out of the playoffs and you don't have extra starting quarterbacks, you go to the Carson Wentz owner and you say, Hey, you don't have a court. Quarter- I mean, you don't actually tell them this, but they know they don't have a quarterback. And, <laughs> You try and sell them a quarterback for above market value. So Yo, bro, you're starting
3: Blaine Gabbert? Gabbard. Um, you sure you want to be doing that?
1: H- having, having extra quarterbacks in a one QB league is rarely beneficial because it's often just roster-clogging. But now is a good opportunity to say, hey, you're desperate for a quarterback, overpay me a little bit.
3: Yep, or unload Blaine Gabbert on the positive news this week, or today I think he had some positive blurb for like the first time ever. All right, we're done talking about Wentz. Let's move on to Rod Smith, uh, the running back for the Cowboys. Um, Look, Electric got a touchdown. Has actually been a very pivotal role, kind of the yin to the yang of Alfred Morris. Um, I'm curious, Nathan, you put him on the list. I'm not sure that I have a lot fantasy or dynasty-wise to talk about about him. I guess he was – a practice squad guy but what what are your thoughts and i guess what are you what was your reason for adding him to this list for the listeners
1: i think that the, th- the reason i put it on the list is i guess the discussion becomes when uh Amethil rolls over when you have to take guys off ir is this a guy that we're willing to stash through the offseason or at least stash until the rookie uh drafts because i mean yes it seems like a fairly minimal role but the role of Ezekiel Elliott's backup is certainly up for grabs in the future. You know, Alfred Morris is nothing to get excited about. They already cut Darren nope. McFadden. So, I mean, if you're an Ezekiel Elliott owner, is it beneficial to to continue to stash Rod Smith? I mean, obviously you're not going to cut him now if he's scoring fantasy points, but um, as far as his off season value, it, is the roster spot still going to be there? Uh, we'll go with Scott.
5: You got to figure they're going to draft someone, but I, I think it's, it really depends on the team, but I, I'm still stashing him in almost all of mine, especially the ones where I own Zeke. I mean, he—I'm pretty sure he's played more snaps than all the other running backs every single week. Zeke has been out mostly because he's always in on passing downs and, yep. and pass blocking. But uh, I'm pretty sure that's true—that the just the snap percentage he's higher on every single week. Uh, no, I—I'm—I'm I'm a fan. I like him. Uh, so I I would hold on to him. I I got to imagine they draft someone though. So uh, I can see Nathan's point that maybe you let go of him, but I wouldn't.
3: I mean, I'm uh, that's an interesting point. I mean, I don't know though. Uh, yeah, I agree. They they didn't value him too much, but he is. I mean, he's he's shown that he can do it. Uh, and the more they lean on him, the more they sh- the more they show. Maybe they do save the draft pick and just pick up some fifth round flyer or something on him. Uh, to like you know start as the third string or keep Rod Smith as the the backup going into the season. So there could be value there. And I mean, Zeke at some point will get hurt. And so you will need his backup. So um, if Smith, I mean, especially if you can work the angle for Smith that he's essentially free right now. Uh, I mean, he's worth a fourth round flyer or something like that. If you can manage to pull it off. If you're, say you're both out of the playoffs, say like, oh, I'll give you a fourth round pick. If no if none of the contenders t- are going to give you anything for him.
4: You could definitely do worse uh, at the end of your bench than, than having Rod Smith. And I kind of, I have a weird... A take about what could potentially become of Rod Smith. Uh, he can play an H back kind of tight endy role. He's a big dude, and and we could kind of see him transitioned into like he's not going to get that good, I don't think, but like a Delaney Walker type because Delaney used to play that fullback, you know, H back tight end kind of weird role where we saw him kind of doing the things that Rod Smith's doing, um, and I think he's a good enough athlete and he's big enough. Or he might be able to roll into something like that. So that, that would be worth a stash alone just in case he does kind of you know transition into that type of role. So uh, I think he's definitely worth worth hanging on to. Um I wouldn't give up anything more than a fourth to go get him just because of you know Zeke being there. And and like you said, Eric though, I mean injuries happen and and yep. he's proven that he can put up fantasy points. So I, I think you gotta just keep him around for sure. I
3: mean, to be fair, I'm not predicting an injury to Zeke. I'm just saying, playing the numbers game, if you're a running back in the NFL, you're going to get injured at some point. Right. It happens. Um, all right, let's, let's pivot over to another running back, and that is Jamal Williams. I know Dan is, like, maniacally laughing behind his muted microphone right now. <laughs> Jamal Williams looks – no, no, you're not supposed to laugh. You're supposed to pretend like it's muted, Dan.
4: That's no, I'm, I refuse. <laughs>
3: uh, but Jamal Williams, um, I think it out-snapped uh, I, I saw some numbers, like, just, just – outrageously outsnapped a healthy Aaron Jones this week. Fifty uh, to eight. Fifty to eight. Uh there you go. There's the there's the stat I was looking for. Uh credit wherever that's due. Sorry, I I don't recall. Um uh, but yeah I mean he looked he's looked insane. Um and granted he played the Browns this week, but not only insane in the running game, but also insane in the passing game, he's been catching a lot of balls i guess my question just right off the bat did t does tj montgomery just outright lost his job at this point it has to be it has to be close right
4: yeah montgomery's all but done and and i i sent a tweet i think it was either two weeks ago or it might have been last week and i know scott and i had a little mini discussion on it um where i i still was thinking like Ty montgomery was the you know second in command to jamal williams but i really think that they're gonna have a nice thunder and lightning thing going on with with he and uh and um Aaron Jones, the other dude. Aaron it seems Jones. like
3: thunder and thunder and lightning go together? Not like it thunders fifty times and then lightning's eight. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know that Jones is a hundred percent. Obviously, you wouldn't think that they're putting him out there if he's not. But uh, they obviously seem to like what Jamal Williams is doing. And and um, the big knock on him coming in was that he couldn't catch the ball and that he didn't have breakaway speed. Now, you can't learn breakaway speed, but you can learn how to catch. The issue is that he didn't; he, he wasn't ever bad at catching the ball. He just never really did it at BYU because that's not the offense they ran. He was always back there blocking that quarterback because their tackles were horrid. So, I mean, he's an amazing pass blocker. He can catch the football, and he'll run over anything in his path. Um, I, we've kind of got a, a Marshawn Lynch-y type guy here. I don't think he's got the speed that Lynch, that Peak Lynch had, but this is a guy I've been in love with since we've pre-draft process when we're going through all of the rookie class and and trying to find a good spot for these guys i had i had him ranked probably too high at the time now it's looking like it might have been a decent call um but i I don't think it's his backfield to run away with yet i still think they're going to find a way to get jones mixed in there because he's a very talented player uh i overlooked him big time and we got to see him a few times um uh, during the season when he actually looked really good too so I think these guys are the future of the Green Bay backfield. I think they drafted them for that reason. And uh, it'd be nice to see Montgomery get back in there and, and maybe play some receiver again. Uh, we sure. don't know what's going to happen with Randall Cobb. I'm guessing that they're just going to either let him walk or try to restructure. I would assume a restructure with Jordy because they probably want to make space for Adams. There's a lot going on in Green Bay.
3: Well, let me let me say, because we are a, fan, a dynasty value show, um, Williams was probably consensus-wise a late second in valuation before he really started breaking out here. Uh, Where is his valuation now? And, Nathan, do you think he's going to be the starter going forward, or do you you think that they're going to feel comfortable with Rodgers back with Williams at the helm?
1: I think it's within the range of outcomes that they enter uh, 2018 with those three running backs, Jones, Montgomery, and Williams. But I, I don't think that it's within those range of outcomes that Williams ends up being a lead back in this scenario. I think that it's more likely that it's a split backfield with Montgomery getting some touches. Jones. Getting, I mean, obviously you said that 50-8, to eight, there was a, a differential there this past week. But as far as a, a long-term outlook or just even an outlook just for 2018, I think that Williams being a, a true lead back in the offense is not likely. It's certainly possible, but I, I don't – I don't see it happening. I'm not buying in on the Williams type. Well, what's the I what's the value them.
3: you have on him then?
1: I'd, I'd sell him for uh, an early second. What
3: do you think? Do you think, think the, the market, do you think the market bears a first right now?
1: No. Scott?
5: I think there's too much uncertainty for a first-round pick for either of those guys right now, honestly. I'm more of an Aaron Jones guy, but, I mean, the numbers bear it out that – Aaron Jones has been more explosive, more 10-plus and 15-plus yard runs. But Jamal has been way better in the passing game, although I I will say Aaron Jones has been decent in pass pro. Uh, It's just such a split. But the thing is, if McCarthy's still there, McCarthy loves using one back. He just does. I I know they have such a thunder and lightning thing, but McCarthy over the just last several years – He'll ride a hot hand in a game. It doesn't seem like he splits it too much, so uh, it's it's a situation I'm probably just avoiding. Uh their their ADPs last month. I think one was in the 70s and the other was in the 150s, and I can see them flipping or just people just getting all confused on the next on the next month of them. It's I don't love it.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's it's. It, I guess I guess you're right. I guess it really is the uncertainty. But if you do manage to hit the starter in this, I mean. If you do pay a second and and, and Williams ends up being the starter, you've hit an absolute home run because he's going to win people their leagues this year. Yep. He's going to, like, for sure. Uh, Speaking of other people who are going to win people's leagues for them this year, uh, Alex Collins is good at football? (laughs) Um, I think this has snuck up on all of us. He's been producing for weeks at this point, but um, as soon as Terrence West kind of exited this picture, like, Collins has just been let loose. And in a primetime game, I saw – Basically, all of Dynasty Twitter saying, "Oh, I've been sleeping." I think even Ryan McDowell was like, "I have been sleeping on Alex Collins." Uh, I guess let's talk. Let's kind of have the same discussion as Williams with with Alex Collins here. Is this is this the real deal? Is he going to be the starter next year? And what's his Dynasty value?
5: I I actually think both. Uh, Kenyon Drake falls in this category too because I, I have both of them on one of my teams. I've been thinking about them a decent amount. I think both of those teams might draft a running back, but I think they both have done enough to maintain the starting role when they come back next season, no matter what they do in the draft or free agency for that matter. So,
2: so it's I'm, like a Rob
5: Kelly situation. Is college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- any one of those, Jeremy Langford, <laughs> whatever. Sure. But, wow. but I, I, well, I like... I like, I like Collins and Drake significantly more than I liked either of those two. But uh, yeah. Well, Collins
3: I'm, is a young dude. Like Collins is what? Yeah. Two years out of school now. Like, and he's bounced and around a bit. There it's were like, a lot of
5: people that really did like it, like him coming out too. Uh, and he just didn't pan out with Seattle and whatnot. And uh, he is looking beastly though. He's making the most of his opportunities. And uh, I'm a fan. I think he starts the year next year as a starter. I, I would pay. I would probably pay a second for him. I'm I, I would go that high probably.
3: Also, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Nathan. Uh,
1: yeah. I, I'll say I, I trust Williams slightly more than I do Collins. I, I think that the fact that he has, he was released by Seattle and Baltimore picked him up for free. There's less of an investment, uh, less of a, you know, okay, this is my guy type of situation where that's the type of thing that guarantees that he's going to get touches in future years. Certainly not the case with Collins. I, I can see giving like a late second for him. If you're in contention right now and need a running back, but um overall i think that his job isn't safe i think that you know baltimore could very easily invest a high pick and you know people are talking about how oh, great this 2018 running back class is. i know we do this every year but it's going to be a very good class lots of depth so i think that um Collins surviving free agency as well as the draft without getting you know at the, at the very least a running mate um are something on
3: yep all right dan let's uh let's hear about this and then we can talk about our sponsor
4: yeah, I, I don't uh I don't have a, a much of a take on Alex Collins. It was somebody that I never really liked coming in and and I thought kind of what happened in Seattle just kind of a, uh, confirmed the things that I thought, but at the same time he didn't really get a fair shot. Um so maybe that was that was uh it just it, w- it wasn't smart of us to to maybe write him off at that time because he really didn't get a great look. Um, I think he's got tons of value right now because of the points he's putting up, like we've talked about. Um, but I'm with Nathan, I think, on this one where I, I don't really believe that he's safe um, because not only is the, is the rookie class really strong, but the free agent class is pretty darn strong too. So uh, if, he's, if he can avoid that um, and you can buy him now for, say, a second... You could flip him right away if they if they don't draft or sign anybody, you could flip him preseason probably for a strong first because the way he looks now, he could be putting up similar points. um it it doesn't I don't want to say it seems fluky. I, I just don't know that it can maintain uh, that offense is kind of weird and I, I don't really like having anything to do with the Baltimore offense. Um, I had some very porous teams that were run by Joe Flacco at the helm, uh, that was a mistake. And and I don't know that that gets much better.
3: Okay. Well, talking about uh, the Ravens drafting potentially a running back, I want to tell you guys about, uh, one of our sponsors, and that's Draft, uh, the app Draft. Uh, it's a fantastic new site that you can download in your iTunes store. Uh, it is a new look at daily fantasy sports, um, and it is a weekly contest basically where you go through a snake draft. Uh, Dan loves it. Nathan loves it. We are Actually, we all love it. I'm, I'm assuming Scott loves it too, looking at his face over here. Um,
5: I do but- love that style of drafting. I'm not allowed to play though because I work for a DFS site. sneaky little thing about that
3: conflict of interest in the draft the in the draft read here uh but yeah if you cut it up if you you don't have a conflict of interest which i'm assuming like pretty much every listener does not uh, go out there and and download the draft app the draft app is uh totally free to download and if you use our code rv radio if you haven't yet exploited that you can get a free game so uh free download and then a free game as well to try it out Um, Again, that's RV Radio, so just search Draft in your app store. Go to PlayDraft.com and come play free with promo code RV Radio. All right, well, let's move on to a quick game. And this is kind of of off-season formatting here. Uh, This is kind of a quick game uh, with Scott here. Uh, We're cruising into the off-seasons. We're going to play a game of Keep Trade Drop. Um, So, again, Nathan, what is that? I forget how the, the drop goes.
4: Keep
1: trade drop. Mm, drop.
4: <laughs>
1: hold, hold on, guys. Before we start, we have to decide: Do you want Adams Thielen Alshon or Adams Thielen Pontius? Um,
3: I think Alshon is a more interesting discussion. Yeah. As ridiculous as Thielen and Alshon sitting next to each other and names being equal to each other is, um, yeah. All right. Let's start. Cool. Let's dive into our first keep trade drop. And this is, um, ske- we'll call it the sketchy quarterback keep trade drop here. Um, and this you call is... You super
1: flex Superflex as well. Uh,
3: no, I'm going to call it the sketchy quarterback keep trade drop. <laughs> I'm going to call it, because uh, I don't think these guys are good in even even Superflex. Uh, let's go with uh, Hunley, Kaiser, and Brissett. Uh Three guys who might not have a job next year. Wow.
5: Are we starting with someone in particular?
3: I mean, you just pick which guys you want to keep, trade, and drop. We'll start with you, Scott, since you spoke first.
5: Oh, man. Uh, oof. That's rough. I think I'm going to go with Kaiser. <laughs> I don't know why. With Which thing? Keep, trade, or drop? Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm going to... <laughs>
3: Hold on. Let's explain the rules real quick. You're going to pick three names, and you're going to assign keep, trade, or drop to them, Scott.
5: I'm going to... <laughs> okay. I'm going to drop Brissette. Uh, his red zone numbers are terrible. So many of his numbers are terrible luck coming back. He'll still be under contract. Um, Hunley. I guess I'm going to keep and hope and Kaiser. I'm going to try to trade. Cause I think he might have the most trade value out of all of them right now.
3: All right. That's absolutely correct. We're done here. No, I'm just kidding.
5: That's
1: <laughs> <a
3: good point. laughs> and that's a wrap. Thanks and for and listening. That's a wrap. On to the um, next category. No, no. All right. Nathan, Dan
4: hit me. Go ahead, Nathan.
1: All right, I'll continue, and I'll pretty much disagree with everything that Scott said. I am going to be keeping Jacoby Brissett. I think that he has had the best performance of these three players uh, so far this season. I think that while he may be kind of stuck behind a, a better quarterback like Hanley uh, is, I do think that the Colts are so bad that they're going to use this free money they got by giving away a wide receiver that was terrible in and, and, uh, Dorsett to get Brissett. I think that they trade Brissett to get a pick or a veteran player, someone who will help Luck uh, be better. So I think that he might step into a starting role. If not, at the very least, a camp battle type role. Uh, I will trade uh, Deshaun Kaiser because people are going to be all excited about uh, Gordon and Coleman. And I will drop Hundley because I don't see him ever starting as a starting NFL quarterback.
4: Okay. I'm going to agree with one of the things Nathan said, and we'll get to it in a second. Mike. My- <laughs> keep is going to be uh deshaun kaiser because like in college during his very short pro career i have seen flashes of things that make me think maybe one day he could make more than one of those passes per game (laughs) so i think just based on upside here and potential future points i have to go with kaiser as my as my keep um, I also think he probably has the most trade value, so I, I think that one's kind of kind of give and take a little bit. But uh, so I'm going to stick with Kaiser as my keep. I'm going to trade Brissett, um because that just makes the most sense. Because the third option is just not good at all. Brent Hundley is absolutely my drop. He's not good, not not good. I, I know is, there was some love that over excellent that. Excellent analysis, Dan. Well, well there's, he's there's, not there's not problem. good. There was some love on that rollout pass to Jamal Williams, and in, in—I mean, I could make that throw left-handed. <laughs> all right, I'll—I'll
3: right. I'll just go real quick because we're still kind of running long here. Um, I will—I'll actually keep Brissett. I, I think he's got—I think he's got a solid chance of continuing somewhere as like a. Um, dare I say, like Nick Foles? That's two mentions of Nick Foles. we got to make sure we don't oh, say it again. It. Uh, he's going to show up and be really upset. Uh, I would probably keep Brissett. I would probably try to trade Kaiser and just sell the guy on the number of points he put up um, and hope he didn't watch the tape. And yeah, there's nothing I really see in Hunley that looks that good.
1: All right. I'll continue on with the running backs of our keep trade drop tonight. And it is going to be Carlos Hyde, San Francisco 49ers. Jordan Howard, Chicago Bears, and LaShawn McCoy. For fun, I'll start us off here. I am going to be keeping Carlos Hyde because I think that he has the safest role of these three long-term. With my team. team? It doesn't matter. He's, just, <laughs> he's the one who I'm most sure will be a starting running back in 2018, 2019. Um, Jordan Howard is going to be my drop and then I'll trade shady thinking that someone's going to overpay for a win now type move in the playoffs.
3: Yeah, I mean that's a horror those are horrible takes Nathan but I will go ahead and give you credit <laughs> where it's due here. Um, you wrote Joho on our on our on our script here. And I had no idea what that was. And I've never heard Jordan <laughs> Howard called Joho. And I, I now am in love with calling him Joho. So uh, well played to you, sir. Uh, I will keep Jordan Howard. I will drop Shady. or I'm sorry, trade Shady and will drop Hyde. Um, never been a Hyde guy. Shady's uh, always got a lot of value come uh, redraft season. Um, as Everybody gets excited. And Howard just continues to do it uh, with nearly nothing in Chicago. So that's those are my reasons, and those takes are actually good, Nathan.
4: Uh, mediocre at best. I, I'm going to keep uh, LaShawn McCoy. I thought he was going to slow down this year, um, and Buffalo is just miserable, but he's still easily the most talented guy in this Buffalo group, snowing. and and he's going to keep putting up points. He's, I mean, he, he doesn't look like he's getting any older. He, he looks like the same Shady. Maybe a little bit of quickness has, has gone away, but... Um, that's that's my guy in this group. I'm keeping him. I'm going to trade Jordan Howard because one, he's terrible, and two, he's got the most trade value. uh Three, I'm just going to drop Carlos Hyde because that's the only option I have left. Even though I actually like Carlos Hyde.
5: All right, I am also with a uh, couple of you guys on trading Jordan Howard. It's just because he has the most value of this entire. Of this what event. what is
3: what is his value? You guys think real quick. Does any Too mean much. is he is he worth a first right Too now? Much.
5: Oh yeah, yeah I, he's, I, absolutely. I, I think he's worth he a good first. Stop someone, yeah. Yeah, I think so
3: you, think you can just the one hundred and five off somebody for Jordan Howard right now. No,
5: not at all. Not even close.
3: What? What? The one hundred and eight? Where? One ten? Okay. Just, just wanted to throw that out. I,
5: I think you could get a late first and like a small depth piece or something. Even.
3: Okay, sorry, I cut you off, Scott. Go ahead.
5: Oh, I, I said I think you can get a late first and a small depth piece or
3: something. No, no I meant on your take.
5: Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> trade <laughs> trade <laughs> Jordan Howard. I'm going to keep Carlos Hyde because, like Nathan, I think he's probably going to be a starter somewhere next year, uh, and I think he'll have value for a little bit longer. Uh, McCoy, he might have a good year next year, but his touch count is so high that I'm worried that – I don't know that he's Frank Gore, so I'm worried that that drop-off will come you know, quicker than we think, so I'm going to drop him.
3: All right. did we Did we get to everybody here? I think so. All right, let's let's do the wide receivers and we'll leave the tight end sitting uh sitting on the end here and they won't make the cut on the show. So uh the three wide receivers to keep trade drop are Adams, Devontae Adams, Thielen, because I'm about to say Adam again, um, and Alshon Jeffrey. Those are our three wide receivers. I'm gonna kick to Scott first. What are we doing?
5: Oh Man, this is terrible. Um <laughs> I think I'm going to Wow, I was going to try to figure out which one I even thought had the most value, but I, it's probably got to be Adams, right?
3: I would think. I would agree with that. I think Adams has is just eking yeah. it out over Thielen. Actually, I think both I think Thielen and Alshon are pretty much tied, with Adams just slightly getting the edge. Personally, yeah.
5: I think I think I'm probably going to drop Ad or trade Adams because he's got, yeah, because he's got the uh, the most trade value. I'm going to drop Thielen, who I love. Man, I was on him like so early, and I, I'm mad I have to drop him. But I'm probably going to keep Alshon because I like the idea of him paired with
4: Wentz for four years. I also like that that pairing. It, it's a good pairing. It, it's making three and, me and a half years, feel, guys. It, it's making me feel much better about my Alshon shares. Um, having Matthew Parson in shirt,
3: by the way, listeners. He just puffed his shirt when he said that.
4: All my Elshon shares. Plus, we get to see Nick Foles throw him to the, for the next couple of weeks. There's the third Nick Foles reference. Um, no, he's to, here. You know, no, Nick. Please uh, no. <laughs> so I agree. I'm going to uh, I'm going to trade uh, Devontae Adams just because he has the most value, and I think these three are pretty darn close. Where I would yeah. just take the value out of it. Um, I'm going to. Ah, I think I have to drop Alshon, which which after I just did that with my shirt, I now I have to drop him. because Thielen's just so good. I love
5: him so much. He's his. I was trying to take my Minnesota bias out of it.
4: <laughs> I know, I know, but I, one of my best friends lived with him for two years in Mankato, and I just I can't get past that. That's my that's my connection with Adam Thielen. And he's an amazing route runner. He catches absolutely everything. So and he's got deceptive speed, and he's gritty, and he's a wor- and he's in the in the gym. You I have know, an important one,
3: question, Dan. Are you Eskimo Brothers with Adam Thielen? Eskimo Brothers?
4: I know. I don't know. I might be. Don't tell my
1: wife. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Eric, did you give your jump
3: no, not yet. Um you know, I I actually am kind of just sitting on the back burner because I this is a tough one. I think all have it's essentially really equal value at this point. I, like I said, Adam's eking them out. Um I'll continue. Actually I tweeted earlier today that my biggest flaw in fantasy is uh trading guy or is uh, is is just not changing my mind on players that I hated coming out as rookies, and I still don't have Adams on any teams uh as crazy as that is and still don't really think that highly of them. So I guess I'll trade him and just embrace that. Uh, and then I am going to. I mean, it's just gross. I guess I'll. I guess I'll keep Thielen and drop Alshon. But it's really as yes. toss up as to
5: which one. Yeah, I'm switching there. my answer. I'm keeping Thielen and dropping <laughs> Alshon.
3: All right, it, Nathan. Pick people the have
5: been in the pigs chats. No, I don't like Alshon Jeffrey. So I just. I gotta go with the guy I love. All right, Nathan? that's what fantasy's about.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to keep Devonte Adams here because I think that he's the guy who I think will score the most fantasy points in the next four to five years. And as someone who has tried to buy Alshon and sell Alshon, I've had a lot better time buying Alshon for cheap than trying to sell him for for a a hefty price. So I I think that his trade market value even now hasn't really caught up. So I'd say I'd trade Thielen because people were excited about him in that Minnesota offense. So keep Adams, trade Thielen, and drop Alshon as sad as that is.
3: It is this is it's a really tough one. That's a that's a good keep trade drop. You stuck up there, Nathan. So kudos good to you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our show. Um, Scott Fish is clapping. That's got to be a good sign that the show was sweet.
4: Uh, that Nathan got something right.
3: <laughs> yeah, Nathan did. Uh, I I do want to remind the listeners: if you enjoy the show, uh, make sure you rate and review the pod. Five star reviews are our best friends. Helps listeners find us. Uh, helps sponsors pay us. So it's all it's all great stuff. So. Uh, we spend a lot of time on the pod, and we really appreciate reading feedback from you guys. Um, and, and it's it's great. So, um, if you want to go to iTunes and leave that rating and review, uh, like I said, helps listeners find us. Um, Scott wanted to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so
5: much, sir. No, thanks for having me, guys. This was awesome. I I, lo- I love doing this show. It's it's a it's a very very fun light show. I, it's really good to do. Yeah, what is this? Is your second time on the show, right, Scott? Second time. Yep. Did right. a like, courtroom with funny accents the first time. Yeah, we'll have to bring
3: it back in the <laughs> offseason when courtroom comes back. Offseason <laughs> uh... courtroom
4: with Scott for sure. Nice.
5: <laughs>
3: Another, you're gonna you um... bring your monocle. We'll, we'll do it with costumes. <laughs> one time.
5: I do have a monocle, so try <laughs> to...
3: all of us bald men do, Scott.
5: <laughs> it's a bald thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a bald thing. You gotta have a monocle, a, a large hat and a monocle. Very important. Uh,
4: Be- all before right. you wrap, hold on, Eric. Yeah, Be- before before you wrap, I, I just I want to give one more special thanks to Scott for all of the work. He did with fantasy cares and toys for tots and getting all of these toys and making Christmas for all of these kids super special. I mean, it couldn't have been done without you, Scott. I know you say thanks to the community, but this was on this was you. This is your baby. And I just want to say thank you again for all that you've done for it.
3: All right. Thank well, you. I'm gonna get sappy too here and say thank you for the Scott Fishbowl, Scott. I've got a story <laughs> that we'll wrap up the show on. Uh, I was at my at my holiday Christmas party on Friday and I was chatting with one of one of the employees at the company and I was like, yeah, actually, um, you know, I play in like a huge league that I'm in the playoffs for. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's like a 720 person league. And he's like, Oh, is this guy in? It? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. And we like pulled up the list for Scott Fishbowl and like started looking. He's like, Oh, I love that guy. I love this. And like, I, I had no idea he was in the fantasy football and I, he's like, what is, what is this called? And I was like, Oh, it's the Scott Fishbowl. He's like, I know the Scott Fishbowl. I hear it on the podcast all the time. So, uh, <laughs> awesome. one of, one of my employees at work is aware of the Scott Fishbowl's existence. and was like super hyped that, uh, that I was, that he was like able to look at like how people were doing in the fishbowl. So, uh, also a huge thank you to putting that on. I'm assuming we're doing like fishbowl 2,468 next year. Is that? I
5: think 720 is it, man. I don't oh, know oh. where <laughs> I can't find that many more hours in the day.
3: <sighs> all right well uh i guess on that note we'll go ahead and wrap the show again follow scott on twitter at scott fish 24 realistically if you're not following i'm going to listen to the show i don't i don't really know what you're doing with dynasty but uh go check it out for nathan dan and myself uh we will catch up with you guys next week later
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by
2: state law. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance.